Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. Uh, Very much looking forward to this conversation. I've got to admit, over the past week and a half or so, uh, I've been asking everyone in the newsroom, hey, you you following GameStop? You following GME? GameStop? 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 And I, I annoyed my coworkers. I went around the whole newsroom. And I asked everyone, hey, you following this GameStop stuff? Is this something I should be paying attention to? And, uh, well, I do, I do a little bit of trading myself. And, uh, and so I, you know, I was very curious about uh, if there were opportunities available there. And uh, I, won't, I won't reveal any of my own practices, but uh, uh, Christmas is going to be okay this year. Uh, anyway, with that said, <laughs> uh, let me just re- refresh your memory on this whole GameStop thing. Essentially, there is a war being waged on Wall Street now. And the two parties involved, uh, Wall Street hedge fund types up against uh, those who trade stocks in the retail world, uh, amateur traders for the most part. And they've been at it for some time, and there have some, been some developments in that story. Those developments are uh, so massive that they are having uh, market-wide impacts. They are getting the attention of United States uh, senators and members of the House and uh, may very well uh, lead to class action lawsuits and maybe even some regulatory changes. Uh, to get us all up to speed, to put this in terms that folks like you and I can understand, I've invited to the program Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief of Investopedia, and he joins me now. Caleb, sir, how much, uh, uh, how much of your time over the past few days has been spent talking about GameStop? All my time, so you and I would get along great. You may be driving your coworkers crazy, but I'm your guy. Let's geek out on this together because I've been following this from the start. So let's go. Now, when you say from the start, are you talking about like August of last year? Or how far back do you go following this storyline? <laughs> I go back to when GameStop was talking about bringing on the Chewy.com executive okay. who said that they were going to turn their business around and turn it into more of an online-facing retailer, which makes sense. Who goes and buys video games at the store anyway? I remember doing that in the Atari days. So it made a lot of sense then. Did the stock need to appreciate like it did? No. There was a backlash already beginning then, but this rise of the online day trader, especially during 2020 when people had time on their hands, maybe they were at home, uh, they couldn't bet on sports, has been fascinating to watch, and we've had a very front row seat at Investopedia. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a relatively younger man. I, I don't know what an Atari is, uh, but we'll get to that definition later on. Uh, probably some uh, Investopedia type word. Uh, l- l- Caleb, what is the update today? So the, these uh, trades have been happening. Uh, the, the retail kind of amateur traders have been just scooping up uh, scooping up shares of this company, driving the price through the roof. Right now it stands at, wh- wh- where are we right now? Uh, about Well, AMC's I'll, I'll tell you, GameStop uh, fell 43% today, but the stock is still up more than 1,000% for 2021, and it's up some 5,500% for you know in one year. So you know something's out of whack when a company that was that had millions of dollars in losses is suddenly worth 15 to 20 billion dollars because of the day trading in it. The market value is way extreme, but it's happening in other companies like BlackBerry, which used to make a phone. You're probably too young to know what a BlackBerry <laughs> phone device was. Bed Bath and Beyond, which is actually doing okay. Blockbuster uh, trading in a, in a bankrupt stock. That stock was on the on the rise. It's down 36 percent today. AMC Entertainment, the troubled movie theater. That stock has been up. 
That was up some 300% yesterday, down 56% today. So you see what's happening here? Intense volatility, no fundamentals, and basically day traders have taken over the market, especially in these key areas. Stunning. Uh, One thing that for me at least uh, it has done is – it's kind of brought to the forefront some of the details and some of those fundamentals that you uh, you said are absent from this type of trading. And I've kind of refreshed my memory and my old understandings of how things went. Uh, it also, this this kind of lopsided battle and this overvaluation of uh, not only GameStop but the others uh, has led certain trading platforms uh, to to halt the trading of certain securities. Well, what's that all about? So online platforms like Robinhood, which has become very popular in the last years, a lot of people have joined it, uh, but even the interactive brokers of the world, TD Ameritrade, one of the biggest online brokers, they're putting up rules for their users, for their customers in the trading of options around some of these stocks and the options for your listeners is a bet on the future price of the stock. A lot of the activity that we've seen over the past few days has been because of the options market, whether it's hedge funds betting in the options market that the price of these stocks is going to go down or individual investors betting in the option markets, a call option that these stocks are going to go up. Uh, they've been limiting the amount of call options that investors are allowed to to bid on, and they've been limiting the and they've been re- requiring investors have a certain amount of money in their accounts before they can borrow money to bet on the future price of these stocks. So you're seeing the guardrails go up, and then you're seeing a lot of the uh, drums being pounded in the hills of Capitol Hall for more regulation. Have crimes been committed and rules been broken? No, I mean, probably in some cases, but what, for that to really happen, you need collusion. You need what the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, which is the sheriff of Wall Street, you need a, a group of investors who are putting out false information to manipulate the price of a stock to get other people to buy it, and then they sell it out. That's called pump and dump, a pump and dump scheme. We're all familiar with what those are uh, from, from years past. Think about the movie Wall Street or, sure. or in other places. I, I just so, saw, so I just saw Jordan Belfort in, interviewed on CNN. <laughs> Right. Perfect. Perfect guess for the moment. So that, that's collusion. Is there are there other uh, institutional investors that are putting out misinformation or feeding the fury that is going on and Reddit on Wall Street bets and other trading forums to get day traders to jump into these stocks and then jumping out before they can uh, the rest of them can take their profits. That might be happening. There's going to be investigations. There always is around times like this. But you cannot stop individuals like me, you, and your listeners from going onto our online accounts and trading the stocks we want to trade. As long as we have the money in our accounts and we're taking the appropriate risk, we should be able to do whatever we want. The fact that they're putting up these guard rules now makes a lot of people, especially these day traders and the communities around them, think that the rules are different for hedge funds than they are for individual investors. And if you look at it on the surface, it's hard to say they're wrong. I have uh, thus far today become aware of uh, a class action lawsuit discussed, a few lawsuits actually filed. Uh, and what, what surprised me more than anything, uh, on Twitter, keeping track of uh, you know some of the headline-making members of Congress, uh, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Alexand- uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they are all pretty much in lockstep uh, calling for some sort of investigation, specifically into Robinhood and generally all those trading platforms that are preventing uh, the trades of certain securities, specifically the, the, the sale of. Or I'm sorry, the yeah. purchase, the acquisition have, of. Sure. When you have AOC and Ted Cruz agreeing on something, <laughs> you know something is out of whack. 
And that's exactly what's happening right now. They agree that, uh, you know, regulators need to look more closely at this, but that Robinhood and these other online brokers shouldn't be preventing their customers from making the trades they want. At the same time, the government's very happy to bail out hedge funds and big banks when they make bad bets. So you can see why they think there's a double standard there. And that makes people mad and probably infuriates them even more, makes them want to drive these hedge funds into the ground even more than they already are. So you have this populism battle brewing over what's happening in the stock market, and it is absolutely fascinating that it's happening at this point in time, but it is this combination of people online forming very strong communities and these trading platforms that make it easier than ever to buy and sell stocks and buy and sell options. Absolutely. Uh, last question I have for you. You know, many folks listening right now, uh, you know, they're not actively involved in trading. They're not day trading, certainly. Uh, their interaction with the stock market may be through the ownership of uh, certain mutual funds. Is there any Is there any potential for harm to come to the general public who, uh, you know, is passively involved in the stock market through or as a result of this battle, either directly or in the fallout to come, say, tomorrow and down the road? Yeah, indirectly. And that's a very good question. For individual mom and pop investors or your everyday investors who are trying to do the right thing for the long term, putting money in their 401k, this is a sideshow. It's a lot of noise. It's making great headlines. For business journalists like me, it's mana from heaven. We love this type of stuff (laughs) because it's interesting. But for other people, this is a sideshow. Now, the, the risks are this. If big institutional investors say, you know what, there's too much madness in the market right now with these day traders and they're taking stocks beyond where they should go and and they're and they're making a market uh, that's that's inefficient. We're going to sit on the sidelines and take our trillions of dollars and hang out while they burn the whole thing down. And then we're going to swoop in and buy everything at bargain based prices. That can mean that the market may fall and may fall steeply until that happens. That's a risk. The other risk. Um, is that this continues, but that these day traders have amassed so much and they decide to take stocks down with them, not up, because right now they're taking stocks up with them, which theoretically should be helpful to the overall market, although these are teeny stocks. If they decide to go the other way and we have this revolution of people trying to bring the stock market down, that could be painful. I don't know if that's possible, but it could happen. And the other thing is that everyday investors may just say, you know what, this whole thing is rigged. And it's a big casino, and I want nothing to do with it, and they will miss out on the opportunity of investing for the long term and generating real wealth. And that would be a shame. And, and confidence is what holds the market up. It's a big part of it, and we need as much confidence as we could get. Look how much the stock market is up, given what's happened in the economy over the last year. That's investors being confident about the future and also needing to put money to work. But this, the stock market's a bet on, on future growth, no matter how you look at it. It's turned into a daily casino these days. Right. Um, it'll come back to normal eventually, but right now it's a very dangerous time. Fascinating conversation, and uh, I look forward to speaking, speaking with you more as this story develops, because there's uh, a lot of legs in this story, and there are certainly developments to come. Um, uh, as you, Mr. Silver, enjoy this manna from heaven at Investopedia. Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia, my guest. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Thanks for having me. All righty. Quick break. When we return, you heard mention there uh, that AOC and Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and uh, others from all, all, all sides and spots on the political spectrum are all in relative lockstep when it comes to Congress's view right now that we ought to have a look at what the heck is going on in Wall Street right now. Seems a bit unfair. We'll get into what those members of Congress are saying and why they are agreeing. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Hello, welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 2.38 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom, final half hour of today's program. I don't know why I have gotten so excited about this silly GameStop story. 
Uh, Caleb Silver, again, editor-in-chief of Investopedia, who I just spent the last 10 minutes chatting with about this very story, uh, he, he boiled it down to one word, which I think is important to remember. Uh, it, it is a sideshow. You know, you hope, you hope, you know, that the implications and that the, uh, that the consequences of what's taking place right now on Wall Street uh, don't reach out into, uh, you know, where you have your 401k stashed or where the mutual funds you've invested in. And Caleb Silver, you know, put our minds at ease and that uh, that directly we're not going to be impacted by what's playing out. That doesn't make it any less fascinating. Not at all. In fact, uh, one of the reasons I find it so fascinating really sprung up just today. I've been following this for some time, and I've been following that online community that has uh, you know, rallied together to purchase so much of this GameStop stock, sending the price up into, well, I think, 450 was at the peak yesterday. Uh, it's down now. I think it's in mid-200s after hours trading. Uh, but that's all unnatural value. GameStop, quick refresher, GameStop, yeah, that's where your kid begged you for a few bucks to go buy a video game. Number one, it's a brick-and-mortar establishment. And number two, it sells tangible video games. <laughs> Both of those features of business have been dramatically impacted by a little thing we call the Internet. <laughs> a lot of commerce taking place there, making it difficult for brick-and-mortar. A lot of video games available uh, for download, making it difficult for a business that dedicates itself nearly entirely to the sale of tangible video games. That's GameStop. Now, I know they brought on a new CEO recently from uh, the Granola Bar store, and he, he was going to move things uh, to more online and to be uh, you know more nimble and react to the realities of today's markets and all. And so maybe there's some real value there, but but not to the levels that we're seeing over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it has very much frustrated the market, specifically uh, those who have bet against GameStop. There are certain little financial products you can purchase uh, where you know you get money if a stock does poorly. All right. The Big Short during the housing crisis. There's a movie about it. A character named Michael Burry. Uh, he's weighed in on this GameStop deal, but uh, if you need a if you need a refresher on that, uh, y- y- you can <laughs> you can download that movie. Uh, there's some naughty words in there, so be warned. Um, but w- what's happening right now is uh, first off this this unnatural uptick in the price uh, being being promoted by uh, by this online community and amateur traders. People like you and me, uh, you know, we're not managing hedge funds. On the other side of the battle are the hedge fund folks who have put tons of money on the line and exposed themselves betting on GameStop. Remember the brick-and-mortar video game store? Uh, betting on the stock price and the value of that company to decline. Well, uh, those fans of GameStop and those who are not fans of betting against uh, the market and specifically this stock, uh, they took action and they took action in unprecedented levels. What's happened today? Robinhood. You may have heard ads for Robinhood. Maybe you're on Robinhood yourself. It's the way millennials are buying and selling stocks and other uh, and other securities. Well, Robinhood did something unprecedented today. Robinhood decided that they would no longer allow, or at least for the time being, they would not allow the purchase of 
GameStop stock, GME, the code, as well as a handful of other uh, stocks. You could sell, sure, you could sell, but you couldn't buy. Now, that seems to serve the interests of those who had bet against GameStop and (laughs) seems to be working against those who wanted to punish those who bet against GameStop. Those folks being uh, the you know the retail traders, the day traders, and the uh, the amateur folks like you and me. Well, leave it to twenty twenty one to lead a video game a flailing. No disrespect intended, but listen, reality is what it is. Wasn't doing too well. This GameStop company, a company like GameStop. To leave it to GameStop, leave it to 2021 to create a storyline where GameStop is bringing together members of Congress on the absolute opposite ends of the political spectrum. You need some examples? Here's one. About five hours ago on Twitter, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, she tweeted the following. This is unacceptable. We now need to know more about Robinhood's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge funds are freely able to trade the stock as they see fit. You see, uh, Caleb Silver pointed this out. There is something akin to a double standard going on right here where Robinhood says, oh, listen, due to volatility, uh, we traders, uh, retail traders, we need to uh, suspend the, your ability to purchase this stock. And so they did. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the great AOC, says, "Mm, maybe we need to look into that. I'm a member of the Financial Services Committee. Why don't we have a hearing? Guess what? Not an hour later, a reply to that tweet came from Texas Senator Ted Cruz saying, I fully agree. Have you seen that before? Not that often. Mike Lee himself, as well, says we should investigate and others should investigate what's going on. The details are difficult. It's all kind of numbers and back and forth and trading and short sales and margins and it's it's a difficult and options. It's difficult to to sort out exactly what is happening and I'll be honest, I don't understand it uh, entirely myself, but I am able to recognize that there is something akin to a David going up against Goliath and it seems as if the giant is changing the rules mid-game to game the system. I'm anxious to see some congressional investigations. I'm anxious to see Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, and AOC together on the same side, uh, bringing it to Robin Hood saying, what the heck were you thinking? How's that fair? How's that fair? We're going to follow this as it continues. Uh, It'll be a fascinating story to watch play out. We're going to take a break right now, though. And when we return, to wrap up the program, another piece of Utah legislation has caught my attention. And it has to do with who is responsible for paying for fees incurred during a pregnancy and the birth of a child. Should the father be involved? Should the law compel the father to be involved in making those payments? We'll walk through the legislation and the arguments on both sides next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.